0: progress. Okay, thank you so much for joining. I apologize for the delay. I initially started the Zoom on a, on a different um, a different address link, not the one that we usually use. Um, so that's why there was no one there. Um, and I apologize for that delay. Okay, so we're going to start the share again. Thank you guys so much for joining. And um, I'm going to share my screen so we can jump right into it today's year might be a little bit shorter than usual um, just because the teaching is a little bit um, you know, hold on one second the teaching is a little bit more brief than usual um, but it's so powerful mom is powerful so I'm excited to share it with you okay here we are sharing our screen and let's jump right into it okay so a brand new part a brand new partial brand new safer safer Shemais something new, something fresh, another phase, another stage in the journey of our holy nation throughout our history. But of course, we know that everything we're learning about, like the Mittler Rebbe used to say, it's not just something that we read, it's something that we're living. Everything that we're learning, we're living through, we're going through, we're experiencing, re-experiencing. There's no commemoration not by yamim toivim, it's a re-experiencing of that, and it's the same thing with the parashiyas. And so we have to feel every little detail that we're learning about, to feel that and to find the relevance in it to us today, and our generation. And that's exactly what this piece does in a remarkable, remarkable way. And so the, so the Pasuk says, Vat chayena Shifra and Pua are charged by Paro to carry out this decimation of the Jewish nation, to throw all the male babies into the water. And of course, they go ahead and they're keeping the babies alive. What is the message here for you and me? Baruch Hashem, we don't live in such a circumstance where we would be called upon to risk our lives, to save the lives of others on a physical level. But what might this mean to keep children alive in such a way? With as we're going to learn food and water, what does it mean for you and me? This incredible avodah of Shifra and Pua come to teach us something today, a derech and Hashem, something that's relevant to our service of the Master of the World. L'chol dar v'dar. In each and every generation. This wasn't one of those instances where a person is called upon to give their life to sacrifice themselves. They're only the big three, right? And over here, they weren't called upon to go ahead and give of themselves to go ahead and save another life, okay? To go ahead and to kill a life, you know, be a dime is one thing. But over here, this element where they went in such a way to be misaq in themselves, that wasn't commanded upon them, in Hashemayim, that was above and beyond. It must be that there was a tremendous holy fire that burned within their hearts, something that emerged in their minds to increase the presence of HaKadosh Baruch in the world, which is the sum total of all of our efforts like we speak about so often. And it was by virtue of this incredible flame that they felt flickering deep within their hearts and souls. Masru Nafsham Lahoylid told us Yisrael. They gave up themselves and they risked their lives shutei, to go ahead and make sure that there were children being born and sustained within the Jewish nation. And he says, jump straight to the point. This is a message for each and every one of us today. In the heart of each and every Jewish person, this is the flame that flickers. This is the essence of this enterprise called Avodah Hashem, trying to grow closer to Hashem, trying to grow more elevated and to work on ourselves and to become better people, bigger people, higher perceptions, living on deeper deeper levels with deeper Asagas, what's it all founded on? What's the energy? What's the motor that keeps this whole thing going? And the answer is one. The answer is one simple, simple concept. And that is, A person shouldn't simply be satisfied with this, that, Like we always say, we're checking off the list. We're doing what we're supposed to do. To give of ourselves in a way that even if it's something outside of the rubric of what's perceived as obligatory upon us, it shouldn't simply be that we're sufficing with what we are we are charged with doing are obligated or responsible to do but that our engagement with those obligations is founded upon such a deeply personal commitment and such a desire and such a cheshek and such a expansiveness that yes certainly it compels us to make sure that we're doing what we're what we need to do right and what we're called upon to do but it, but it will, it will cause that feeling to proliferate far beyond that framework and start to spill over into many, many, many novel, wondrous avenues that may extend beyond the Dalit Amashal Halacha. What's called in certain Sfarim meaning beyond the Shuras Hadin, because of course. All of us need to try our best. And of course, it's a work in progress. And everybody's trying to learn more halacha so that we can keep more halacha. We're not born with all Shulchan Aruch in our minds, right? We need to learn. And the more we learn, the more we'll be able to apply. And it's a lifelong journey. And so we live within the Dalet Amos of halacha. That's true. And that's where our Kaddish Baruch Hu is found. Chazal tell us the Gemara says in a number of places that after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, Ein ame this is the Beis Hamikdash of of of, 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 of a Kodesh Baruch Hu today. The Mikdash Maat is when we remain within the Geder, right, of these Dalar Amish Shalhalacha, which the Geder would be, I assume, the Mitzvah Loisase, right, and that shows us Ad Adkan, and you can't go beyond that. And that garden, if you will, is filled with the Mitzvah Sase, right, with all those things that we're called upon to do actively and to and to cultivate the garden within that within that shuras within the uh, the boundary of the dalad Amis of halacha. Don't forget also, there's another ma'amah hazal that says very similar that after the destruction of the beis hamikdash, also ella Amis, not of halacha of yura Two different conceptions, and of course the point is to put them both together. And to engage with this framework of Yiddishkeit, but again, in such a way that's fortifying a general kind of perception on life and perspective on, on the world around us. So that's all true. But there exists the concept also of Lifnim hadin, those things that sometimes it can be a chiddish, the misil sesharim in the first parak. of course, we speak about this in chapter 5 of the story of our lives very strongly, to personalize Yiddishkeit. The misil sesharim says it's going to look different for each and every person. Find what works for you, even if you didn't see it written somewhere, right? Isn't that Rebbe Weinberger's whole you know, message and that article that we sent out earlier today that's really it, like it just it encapsulates the nakuda. Okay, it's not written anywhere. But again, if our whole, like he says, if our whole marriage is simply founded upon what's written in the rule books, something's missing, right? Now again, that doesn't either mean of course we speak about this also in the story of our lives in chapter one, that we should become so completely focused on what we call the princess, which is the spiritual feeling and the lave and the heart and the and the and the, and the ava and yira that we obscure the importance of engaging with what's referred to as the six sons, with, with the framework. What's the ideal? To put them both together. And we can. And if any generation could do it, it's our generation. We're ready. We can put it together. And that's what we're speaking about, right? But there's this element of And so says the Tasha Rebbe, primarily our engagement with the Baruch Hashem should be on such a level that yes, we do what we're supposed to do. But because it's not simply a list of things that we do or a list of behaviors but it's who we are naturally because each of us are different and each of our life circumstances are different and each of the experiences that we have on this journey of life that's that we all share but that's unique to each and every one of us that's why it's a narrow bridge because it's our own little path right the whole world is a narrow bridge because that's our lane right there's going to emerge brand new opportunities that are unique to us to express the love, the same love, that we express in doing Ratz Hashem, in a new way. In a way in which we're able to say, even though I'm not obligated to do this, I want to. And that's of course the Mesquil Sisharim's explanation of what Chasidus essentially is. If you look in Parak Yud Ches, I believe Yud Tes, in Mesquil Sisharim, he speaks about Chasidus, that's what it is, say Chazal, Eze was Chasid, the one who made up the word, uh, you know, the, the word Chasidus. Chazal say, "Ezeh who chasid, hamis chasid in koyinoy." Right? Who's a chasid, a pious person? Chasid comes from the word chesed one who is doing chesed with Hashem what does it mean to do chesed with Hashem chesed means to go above and beyond the pale not simply to give Hashem quote unquote what he's expecting of us what he demands of us what we need what we're required or obligated toward him but to go beyond that to be a person who's a bal chesed not just toward other people certainly but to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and you and i both know and we know people like this a person who's a bal chesed doesn't have a rigid framework with regard to how that desire to do chesed expresses itself. To each person and something else because their eye is not on, okay, you know, how can I benefit this person in the same way that I benefit everyone else? It's the assessment of a situation and saying, how can I be of assistance in this unique situation? That's what it means to be about Chesed. It's a perspective. It's a different set of lenses through which we view everything. And people who are outfitted with that special kind of perspective, no matter what way they can help, however they can be of assistance, in the most unique way sometimes, they're there. And that's what it means to be a chassid. To be a bal chassid with a Kaddosh Baruch Hu, not just in the rigid dalit amas of Halacha, lefnim mishwur as well. And that's what he says here. And here he gives a specific avenue which we should be focused on. We're going to talk a lot about this now. Specifically, to do everything in our power. To make sure that there's a proliferation and a continuation of the Jewish people meaning to do everything that we can to go ahead and to try to foster and to try to educate and to try to nurture the youth among Bnei Yisrael for Torah, to direct them and guide them as to the straight path and to share our inspiration with them just like Rashi tells us it was actually interesting I was learning and I noticed this that they would bring them and whoever heard of, a, of an infant child you know having food and water it's interesting right it doesn't say they brought them milk it's an interesting thing but I guess even as they got older also they were bringing them food and water but say, says the Tashareba, what does this mean, food and water, in the context of us being shifras and puas, to go ahead, go beyond the pale, and try to inspire people, and try to bring people close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's ma'im and mazin? Says the says the Tash simple, is the Both of these are remuzim Both of these are symbols for the Torah. Ki ein mayim ala Torah. Chazal, the Gemar Tainis says that there's that that ma'im is Torah. Maybe it's Gemar Saita. Not sure. Ma'im is is. Mayim maybe in both places actually. Mayim is Torah, and the Gemara tells us Torah flows from a very lofty place down to the lowest place, to the person that makes himself into a makabel, wanting always to learn more, knowing that there's so much more to gain. That's who Torah flows down to, like water flows to the lowest point. And as we know in other places in Chazal, Torah is connected to lechem, to bread as well. Now, An important thing to remember is that not all of us are outfitted necessarily for chinuch, quote-unquote, in the classical sense of working in a yeshiva, you know, or a girl's school and and, and helping, you know, younger aged kids learn the fundamentals of kriya and so on and so forth. It takes an expertise for that. But the wonderful thing about our generation is that in a certain way, you know, and I, I tell people this all the time, like, you know they say you know because i'm I'm very big on the safer Chovas HaTamidim. all of us are right from the Piaceets Narreba it was one of the first Sfarim that I really connected with and gained so much from and opened the worlds to me and um it was essentially written. For for little kids, I and mean, it was essentially written for fourteen-year-olds, fifteen-year-olds, and here you have thirty-year-old, thirty-years, you know, year-olds or forty-year-olds, and they feel as if you know here they're learning a safer that was written for a young teen. But of course, the answer is that our whole generation, no matter what age you are, we're a generation of of children, in a sense, right? Meaning we need so much, and we're yearning for so much, and there's such a lack of the. Positive adult-related traits of confidence and having it together and clarity and figuring things out. In a certain way, we're all 14 years old, you know. In a certain way, no matter what stage or age we're at, we're we're open and we need guidance. we need so much itzas. We need so much guidance because the world is that much more confusing, right? And so we need so much more uh, in the way of hadracha and advice. And so there's no matter no matter who you you think that you're outfitted to try to go ahead and reach and try and help. Makes no difference whether you feel you can actually go into a classroom and teach kids or anything or anything else that you feel that you can do. Find someone, find someone, because there's every single one of us have people in our lives who are desperate for even, not something super exalted. Of course, that's also true. They're desperate for what you know. They're desperate for what I already know and for what you already know. And it's our responsibility to go ahead and find some way to communicate these ideas to others. Why? Not because it's an obligation. You won't go up after 120 and they're gonna start asking you no, Did you uh, you know, did you teach? Did you say I wasn't a teacher, I wasn't it's not obligatory. It's not a halach and shulchanarach. But if we're, if our hearts are burning with this fire of this Eish Kodesh, oh the Pesach, where he says, "Shenizbar Eish, Eish Kodesh Kaze Balev Kol Bar Yisrael," if we feel this fire of a desire to live life in the way of a Chassid, in the way of Ezu Chassid, in the way of Lefnim Mishur Sadin, and the way of Yiddish Kai being who we are and not simply what we do by the books then naturally, what do we want to do? We want to spread that to someone else. We want to bring someone close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We want, realizing that we're team players and that we're all in this together, we want to try to go ahead and bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu more Nachas Ruach from another Yitzchachris, from another person's learning. And we want that all of Am Yisrael should have access to the deepest, sweetest way of life that we know that we share, and it's a, it's it's frustrating sometimes, you know. Especially here in Eretz Yisrael, without saying anything bad, you encounter so often Jews who they they don't know the first thing about the first thing. They don't they don't know what they don't know. They don't know anything. And, and it's not an union of like, oh, you know, looking down on them, look at these secular, irreligious Jews. Your heart needs to become filled with pain when you drive down the street and you just wish you can go over to them and shake them. And not not in this intense way to say, hey, do you know what your obligation is? Do you know you should be putting on tefillin? No, but to tell them, do you know what kind of life you could live? Do you know what kind of sweetness you could give over to your children? Do you know what kind of story you're a part of? Do you know that we're, it's minutes to dawn? Do you know that we're almost there? But you can't. You can't do that. And we're going to learn about that. You, we can't do that because it doesn't go in this way. And so what do we need to do? Oftentimes just to daven. And we have to daven for people talk about all the problems that the community has. This problem, that problem, the other problem. You know what our biggest problem is? Our biggest problem is that the overwhelming majority of our nation doesn't know that they're Jewish. That's our biggest problem. Forget about all of what's going on in the firm communities. Halavai, the whole Jewish nation should have those issues and look the way that we look. That's our biggest issue. We're one body and we're crippled. How could the body function? How can any part of a body be healthy if 80% of the rest of the body is with a tumor, you know, and, and completely, completely shut down. How do we expect that our arms should be healthy when everything else is broken? And we have to daven about this. We have to care about this. Our pain needs to share pain. Baruch Hu's pain. Just like HaKadosh Baruch is with us, we got to be with Him. And so we should feel this pain. Now again, if a person just lives by the books and it's all about me getting and just living like a good Jew and, and that's it, and I don't have grand ideals with regard to what it is to be a Jew and what Judaism can be and what this whole world is about and what the purpose is and who Hashem is and so on and so forth, that's fine. You know, then you just live within that checklist and you're not interested or caring about what other, what other people are doing. You just do your thing and live and let live. But a person whose heart has this ish Kodesh that the Baal Shem Tov wanted to bring back to Yiddishkeit, that Rabbi Nachman helps kindle within each and every soul. If our heart is burning with this love of Shifra and Pua, then it needs to pain us and we have to seek every little tiny way, however we can perceive that it might be possible to reach people in the way that is unique to us. And he continues, and before we even continue, just a parenthetic tyre, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with, but it's good to review also. That we speak here about mayim and mazon, essentially lechem and mayim, right? Lechem is the ikra, the ikra of mazon is lechem, is bread, or Nelson speaks about this a lot in the uh, in Yalachas, halachically, that's why lechem has its own special Birchasamazon and its own special bracha because it's the ikr, it's the primary mazon, is lechem. So maim and mazon as reference to Torah reminds me and reminds many of us of a very, very foundational teaching from. At Sadiq, whose name was the, the Ramad Valley, who was one of the Ramchal's very, very close Talmidim, Mamshech Derech or Moshe David Valley, and he has a very famous tirah. Rabbi Weinberger said it many times. He wrote about it and he speaks about it. But this also captures the spirit of the times, captures everything that we talk about all the time, captures the whole book of this, you know, the story of our lives and the lost princess and everything that our chavrusa speak about. You know, this is what we this is what we live with. And he ta- he says this he says this tire like this. He says uh he says that there's a pasik that says Hine Yamim Boim Umashem. Hine Yamim Boimn Umashem Days are coming, like a slomo, days are coming. And a Garishbar who says through the Navi that there's going to be a hunger in the world. And the Pasak continues, Lai Rav Lalachem, Veloit Samalamaim. It will not be a hunger for bread. It won't be a thirst for water. It will be a hunger to hear the words of God. A very holy kind of hunger. Now on a simple level, even beyond any drasha, this is a very, very beautiful conception, right, of a world in which if we're taking lechem and mayim to represent gashmi, is there's going to be a hunger and it won't have anything to do with physical bread, and it won't have anything to do with steaks, and it won't have to do with, I don't even know how to pronounce it, these fancy meat boards and herring and, and, and uh, you know, all, all these all these cutting boards and all these fancy things. It won't be for that. It will be a thirst, mamish l'sh'moy Hashem. And that's true, and that's also true about our generation. This is the hunger that we feel. This is the hunger that you and I have. This is the hunger that we see in holy eyes. When we look at Jews walking down the street, there's a hunger in the world, and it's not for all the goshmias that we are that we're, we're inundating ourselves with. It's not for that, and that won't satisfy it. That's what, that won't satisfy it. We'll come back around. Hashem. but says there Amad Valley an even deeper. Explanation for what the hunger of our generation is, and he says it very simply. Based on this idea that Mayim is a reference to Torah, and that Lechem, Mazon, like the Tash Rebbe says here, is a reference to Torah. He says, Listen to the Pasuk. He says, Days are coming, um, Hashem says God, and I will send a hunger to the to the land. And this won't be a hunger even for Torah. There will be a proliferation of learning and learning opportunities and learning initiatives and Svarim translated into every language and kohlelim, morning koilos and working koilos in the afternoon and night Seder and pre-Shachris and halacha hotlines and halachapedia online and WhatsApp groups and there will be Torah galore, daf yoimi for every speed and Ahmed yoimi and half an and, amed, and Yoymi and, and, and all daf and all Mishnah and all chasidus we're waiting for, all everything, right? everything they'll have. But you know what the hunger will be for even among those who are already living a life filled with Torah? Is a hunger to hear how every word that we're reading in the Sefer is a love letter from the Master of the world. To, to engage in Torah in such a way where we can find Hashem in it, that's what we're thirsting for. And that's exactly what's going on in our generation. When Baruch Hashem, were firmer than we were ever firm before. Yes, there's more Torah being learned than ever before. That's why, without getting into it now, with the whole conversation that's being you know had in the pages of Mishpacha magazine and articles and responses and counter responses about yeshivas and bachrim. It's, it's, it's not the conversation that should be had at all because it's not a question of how much Torah is being learned or how well the system, quote-unquote, whatever that is, is working for so many people. It's true. And Baruch Hashem. It's wonderful. And nobody's taking away an iota from that. That's all true. But the the Gilui and the Chiddush of Hasid is painful sometimes as it is to hear. Is that the mark of success on an objective, existentially Jewish level? Is not how many daf you learn, and is not how much you shakle when you daven, and is not how many guys are sitting and learning for how many hours and how many daf in a base medrash that's gigantic you can't see from one end to the and you know from one side to the other. That's not the measure of success because loy lalechem v'loyt The measure of success is how many yidin, are walking around with this holy hunger, with this Esh Kodesh, to spread HaKodesh Baruch to talk to HaKodesh Baruch Hu, for Hashem to be real in their lives, for there to be a Yiddish kind of Shirah Shiram of white parchment, and not only the black letters. That's the question. That's the conversation that's being had, or that should be had. And instead we get distracted in our systems, who do they work for, who don't they work for. We're talking even about, or maybe specifically about, the people that the system, quote unquote, does work for. And the question is not whether it's good or bad, it's good, it's all wonderful, but the question is, is this what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in mind for us? Is this our ideal image? Are we matching up to that vision that Hashem has of a nation filled with atem edai, witnesses to God, Kiddush Hashem, uh, like you know, tapping into a different level of consciousness to bring Mashiach to the world, to be beacons of light. That's what we're talking about that's what we're talking about. And for people who have a deeper perception of what's possible in Yiddishkeit, it's a tremendous agony to see the inability of some people to, to really hear what's going on, because it's not hard. It's so easy. It's so doable. It's such an easy, simple progression, and we have the tools. We're just not using them, and it's getting ridiculous, you know, to a certain point. Bar Hashem, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And all these conversations are part of the process, and v'chule, v'chule, v'chule. A lot to say there. But this is the Nakuda. This is the holy hunger. And it's got to be our achrayus. We have to take achrayus As people who have begun to taste a little bit of what this is. L'Shmoya L'dvar Hashem. To walk into this incredible kind of passionate romance with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To help other people find it as well. To learn something in a safer, immediately. As we're going to learn in the next paragraph. Share it. Find a way to share. You listen to a shir and it works for you. You come to a weekly parsha shir, just for example, and you find it inspiring. Spread the word. Tell other people about it. This should be our knee-jerk reaction. You read something that you like. You, you connect to a certain tzaddik that you feel is bringing you close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to be so much on fire with love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we want everyone else to know about it also. Like Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu's whole thing was chesed. Ezu Chasid. Hamas Chasid im koinai. Avram Avinu was a chesed, say chazal, that each and every person that would come into his tent, Avram Avinu would give them food. And after they ate, it's famous, and it's like a brachis, and they, you know, the guests would push back the chair, and he would say, oh, thank you, Avram. And Avram would say, don't thank me. Ela, Lemisha Amar Bahaya oilam. Thank HaKadosh Baruch Thank Baruch and this is called Al tikr Elavayakri. Well, Baba always used to say this: Al tikr What does this mean? Avraham Avinu didn't just call out in the name of God; he caused other people to call out in the name of God. This is what it is in Ohev Hashem. This is Avas Hashem. This is a Chassid. It's not the. It's not a responsibility. It's not on the checklist. You're not. You're not. In order to be a card-carrying member, you don't have to be. Uh, you know, running around the world. But we want to be more than card-carrying members. We want to be more than that. We want our relationship to be more than just, like that article says, than the, the, just the Ksuba. We want it to be filled with real, real Ava. So the kind of connection that's inexpressible, a kind of connection that consumes us all the time, all the time, like the dating period, like the engagement period, and then we get married, right? And we speak about this in the book so much. We lose the princess, but what's the ending of the engagement period? You can't, you can't, you know, take one step without thinking about the person that you're engaged with, without the person that you're, 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 you know, you're infatuated with in a holy way. Yiddishkeit and Hakadosh Baruch Hu intends for us to be infatuated with Him. A holy infatuation, not just an elemental, peripheral element of like, okay, this is, you know, I work and I also dive in a little bit and I also learn. No, 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 to be infatuated and the Tash Rebbe continues the more that a person fixes himself in learning Torah and in Avodos Hashem he needs to constantly think and she needs to constantly think how can I also bring people close? as Chazal says a fascinating thing the Gemara the says almost pejoratively, it's like a negative thing where if somebody's going ahead and giving musr to other people, right? Looking down on other people when he himself is not holding on that level, then people say to him, and this is what the Gemara means, you go fix yourself first, and then go, go try to fix other people. That's the conception on the part of people that you know go around and they find faults in everybody else, but themselves they don't work on. People, people can't be macabre from such a person because who are you to tell me what to do? But the Tasha reads it in a totally different way because there's so many different levels of, um, of, of, of Torah. Pshat, Remesh, Jursh, See, he says a Drasha here. He says, Ratz you know what Chazal are telling us? Atzmecha. You focus in life on trying to get better. On trying to go closer to Hashem. Kshoit atzmecha. Ratz Elohimah. He reads it as a progression. That the more that you, what it means to decorate yourself, right? And to adorn yourself with Torah and mitzvahs. Then, right after that, the right it has to be a natural progression that when you are getting closer to Hashem, you want to wanna bring other people closer to Akrash Baruch Hu as well. This is what this is what shal arin. It's one and the same, it's When we really love people and we really genuinely want the best for people. And, and and we've gotten in touch with Torah and mitzvahs in the right way, the most natural thing is that we want them to taste the sweetness as well. It's going to be natural to bring them close to, uh, to our Kaddish Baruch Hu as well. Like, like the Mishnah says, another Mishnah, A person that learns in order to teach, and that everything we're reading, everything we're learning, we say, how can I give this over? How can I teach it? How can I spread it? such a person will be able both to learn as well as to teach while we're learning things even for the first time we have to have in mind that we're going to be able to go and use this to teach other people say also over there in Avoy, Sim Lamad at Torah If you learnt a lot of Torah, Al Tachzik Torah LaAtzmecha. Don't keep it for yourself. Ella Tila, Ella Til Maras Gamla Shehesakta Learn the Torah that you. Uh, I'm sorry. Te- teach the Torah that you learned to others. This is why we're in the world. This is why we have a mouth and why we have eyes, how we're able to interact with people. Even if you don't feel confident and you don't feel like you're the right person and you don't feel that you're able to. It's not you. You're right. You're not able to. It's, it's the Hashem in you. I always say, and I taught my guys today, in self-confidence for a Jew needs to always be with a capital S. And that self in self-confidence is a, refer- is a reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's where our confidence comes from because it's self-confidence. Because we're tapping into the If it was just us, you're right. Who are we? We can't do anything. We're flesh and blood. But to believe that we're channeling something infinite. And in that level of the infinite element that we're channeling, like the Viceroy says in the story of the Lost Princess, that's where we're up to now and I'm teaching it to them. Eilech anasa. Rabbi Achman says he's miyashiv atzmai. He goes into his This is the part of the story I'm sure you're all familiar. I hope at this point, where he goes to the to the palace and he sees there are soldiers standing outside, and he's afraid because he wants to go in to look for the princess, but he sees soldiers. And what does he say? Miyashiv atzmai. He settles his mind. And then he says, va I'm going to go, and I'm going to try. And this is the fundamental expression of the Jew who feels that his us and connection to Hashem, and belief that we're on a mission, and belief that Hakadosh Baruch Hu sent us on this mission. What is there to be afraid of? Mayasali Adam, you do your best. Eilech, we're filled with a tremendous confidence, not because of our own strength. It's coming only from the Self, from the capital S, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who we perceive as filling us, walking with us, hand in hand. Eilech, I will go, va'anase, and I will try. Worst comes to worst, doesn't work out, that's not on me. I already gave that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that's bitachon. I'm doing my heshtadlus. Eilech is heshtadlus, va'anase, and I will try, is bitachon. And in such a way, each of us is charged with going ahead, Find some way. Try the best that you can. Try. Try. Eileich But go with confidence that Hashem has taught you things and helped you gain clarity. Even something, like I tell people all the time, that's so simple to us. A little thing, Rebbe Nachman says, you know, that it's a big mitzvah to be happy. That's a pella. That's a wonder to so many people. It's a mitzvah to be happy? Like, I'm even allowed to be happy, some people are thinking. Or that the whole world is a narrow bridge, and altifachet. Don't be afraid. Do you know how much chizik that can give a person? So to you and me, you know we know this already, and so we need the heavier stuff. You know the, the you know the heavier drugs. But to a person on the street, you put your arm around them, you tell them, "Hey, brother, there was a tzaddik who went through a lot in life, and that tzaddik is giving us chizik and encouragement, and that tzaddik is telling us." And fill in the blank. Rabbi Nachman gave us a treasure chest of infinite, infinite, infinite chizik to give to people. Rabbi Nachman said, "I want that my talmidim should make talmidim. You learn something from the rebbe." Teach it. It's the easiest thing to do. Not because you're a big teacher and a big mashpia, Just because you're a Talmud. And a Talmud wants to go ahead and, and and to help other people also tap in to the great light that he or she feels that we're tapping into. And so that's very, very important. And I all the time want to empower each and every one of you to the extent that I can, you know, and, and, and to and to help reflect the empowerment of the tzaddikim upon you. You know, I'll say it like this: there are so few of us. I say us, I mean chevr that are plugged into a desire to serve a Baruch Hu on this level. Not just the checklist, realize there's something more, the white parchment kind of Jews, Jews that are yearning for dvekas, Jews that are yearning for a real conscious connection to a Baruch Hu. There are very few of us, even within you know, the, the chevr that have the mayam and the lechem. So each of us, if there's so few of us, there's no room for any of us to just be, you know, simple janitors or whatever it is, right? In this context, we need to be generals. We need to be generals, because in relation to how much work there is to be done, each of us has to take a achrayis. To the extent that we can. Social media made it easier than ever. Find a way. Use, use, you know, use your connections. Use the, the people that you know. Try, try all the time to think. I learned something precious. How can I share it? How can I share it? This is super, super essential. Try, try to think. How can I go ahead? Eilech v'anaseh. V'chein, and here he finishes. i adam, If a person sees... I'm sorry, again This is what a person was born for. This is what it is to be a Jew. It's to be mafarsim the presence of a Kadosh Baruch. Hu, to turn up the volume. Because the presence of Hashem is a very low, low frequency. And there are some of us that hear it. And it's our obligation to find some volume switch on each and every person or built into each and every Jewish heart. And there is one. You just have to know how to turn it. And the can teach us how to turn up the volume for people so that they too can come to realize that a Kurdish Baruch Hu is not confined to a shul or to a sefer. Every particle of physicality is bursting with his presence. Like I said recently on a podcast, to such a concept, it sounds radical, bear with me, a walk in a park is a walk in God and a walk down the street is a walk in God and sitting at, sitting in the office is sitting in God, to a person that has that perspective. It sounds radical, it's straight out of Qasr Shem Tov. And we've said this in the past, that so the Baal Shem Tov wanted his chasidim, to look at the physical world and see Hashem first and then to see whatever else it is that we perceive with our senses, a chair, a table, a wall, a book, to see Hashem first. And so we can help introduce other people to such a light to say that you're not alone. People feel so lonely today. People feel so broken today. You're not alone. And every moment that you find yourself, wherever you find yourself in life, you you don't just happen to have fallen here. You were sent here. That everything was ordained for this moment. You have a mission to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory here. To choose correctly from this moment on. We have this for ourselves. And we need it. And it doesn't mean that we're perfect. Rabbi says it specifically when we don't have chizik that's when we should give chizik to other people because then it bounces back and it comes back to us and we can learn so much from the words that come out of our mouths in the context of trying to help someone else, you don't have to be holding anywhere, dafka not, dafka on your worst day, call up a friend, give them chizik, you'll see how much chizik you get from it also, but to have this consciousness we're in love with Hashem, we're in love with the Kodesh Baruch, we think about Him all the time we talk to Him all the time, He's the central figure in our lives, He should be at least as real as the human beings around us who He created, at least as real, to feel him, to feel him, to feel him and to want to spread him or rather our heart should be filled and consumed with a flame, with a flickering flame, life is so short, we should all live long and happy till 120, it's a speck I was thinking yesterday, I want to say something, it's a little bit strong, I was, I was deliberating and debating whether or not even to, to say it in the context of a shir but I think we could handle it, you know Nebuch, if a person got a death sentence, you know, Nebuch, if a person, you know, found a, a growth, a tumor or something, and the, and the doctor says, okay, you have until, you know, this and this. Nebuch, Rahmanul How much every moment shines how much every moment counts. And there are some family members that say, you know, better that they should just spend the last couple of months at home in peace without even going through all the, you know, whatever it is. And that's a decision that they have to make, obviously, in conjunction with a competent Rav and medical authorities and so on and so forth. But every moment becomes filled with infinite, infinite significance. And can you imagine that phone call? Rachmaneletzlan, Nebuch, we should never hear of such a thing. If a loved one needs to call their mother or their father or their children or their cousin or their spouse, Rachmaneletzlan, and tell them this, news like, hey, like, I'm gonna die, you know, I have a, you know, I just got terrible, terrible news, you know, and how can we make sure to maximize every last minute? I want to tell you, Hever something, bear with me, I'm gonna die, all of us are going to die, hate to say it, gonna happen, we all have, I don't know anybody who escaped this, hopefully it'll be in our beds at 120 years old, surrounded by generations of family members who adore us and look up to us and follow our lead, you know, and and, and, and and appreciate who we are and that we're able to found. All of us have that death sentence. There's nobody who escapes it. And so why, just because it's a couple of years further down the road, and by the way, I bless us that it should be that way, what do we know? What do we know? We should all live long and happy, like I say. What do we know? So why shouldn't we feel that sense of significance in every moment. We don't have time to just kick, up, kick our feet back. We don't have time. If we realize what kind of mission we carry, what kind of tikkun needs to be made in the world, this is such an important paradigm shift. A lot of people think that this, every person needs to say the world was created for me. Unfortunately, that has led in many, many segments of our culture over, over, his, over, throughout history to a certain sense of entitlement. The world was created for me. So everything is for me and everything serves me. or Everything should serve me. And, that, and that's why I can do this and I can do that. And I can take advantage of this and take advantage of that system and, the, and this person. Because the whole world, everything's coming to me. You really think that's what Chazal meant? Says Rabbi Nachman in Torah, Hey in Likud Damran. Do you know what it means, B'Shvili nivra If I'm in Likud Damran, here, I'll read you a few lines. B'Shvili nivra What the Tzaddik says here? Something else entirely. Listen to these words. Kitsar right in the beginning of Torah. Hey, in the Kudimaran, every person needs to say Kala oilam lo Nivra ela Bishvili. The world was only created for me. Nimtza, listen to this. It changed my life. Nimza, it emerges. Oilam nivra Bishvili. If the world was created for me, guess what? That means it's my responsibility to take care of this world that was created for me, not for me to take advantage of, but for me to take responsibility for. That's what it means the world was created b'shvil Yisrael. For Am Yisrael, to fix. For Am Yisrael, to rectify. For Am Yisrael to elevate. For Am Yisrael to fill with the presence of God. That's what it means. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> to seek to fill all the lacks in the world. How many children are going through so much pain that could be completely and entirely avoided if people were able to parent in a deeper level of consciousness, education, adults, people going through things. There's so much for us to do, chevron and we can do it. We must do it. We must do it. It's our obligation. And Nachman says at the very least, maybe at the very most, to daven for the world. To daven for the world. Even if we don't, for whatever reason we can't, we don't feel, but to daven. And to make it a point To have this hasaga that reaches far beyond our own spiritual development as individuals, but that touches the holistic nature of Yiddishkeit, of what it is to be a Jew, of what the Jewish enterprise is, of what the story is, of what the world is for. To daven for that. To yearn for that. And here we come to the end, which we spoke about. If you see another Jew who's not acting properly, let a person not say, "No, what do I have to do with him? What does he have to do with me? You know, this American conception, live and let live. What do I care what this person's doing? No. That fire needs to burn again. Because it's the fire of It's the fire of a person that's not simply in it for the checklist or some kind of what Hillel Zeitlin refers to as a spiritual capitalist, so that in the world to come, I'm going to have a big mansion and a palace. It's way beyond that. It's way, way beyond my own individual growth and tikkun. It's the it's the it's the mission of our nation. It's the tikkun of the world. And so it should hurt us. That flame should should flicker in our hearts. Like Hashem to do whatever we can to bring that person close. And like I said before, it's not so simple. And it takes a great deal of, of etzah, a great deal of, of, of intellect and wisdom, to find a strategy. How does some, how awaken within this person, even sometimes, most of the time, it happens indirectly, just by being a mensh, just by, just by demonstrating, by showing them what it is to be a Jew. What it is to be a person that lives life with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. what it is to be a person whose life is saturated with Torah and mitzvahs, a life that's lived within and even beyond the, the Shuras Hadin of the Dalat Amas of Allah of the Beis HaMikdash in this world of a place of Nisim and Lamalam and and connection to Amuna and, 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 uh, and health that's founded on a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence to demonstrate that. And in that way, you don't know what kind of impact you can have. And to wait and to look for a special moment, where you can really get into a conversation with him in a, in a non-intense or threatening way, but just to talk. And it comes not of this, again, this feeling of, you know, I got I to gotta fix this person and I got I to tell him off and I got to show him the right way. And it's, it's not that. It just comes from Rahmanas. Rabbi Nachman says in Lukut Ran we don't have time to read it now, Rabbi Nachman says in Zayin and Tanyana, Rabbi Nachman refers to the tzaddikim and the special kind of tzaddikim of whom he was a prime example, who are called Rachmanim, who are called those that have mercy on Am Yisrael. What's the Rachmanis? He says, "Do you know what the biggest nebuch is on the Jew? What the biggest rachmanus we should feel?" He says, "Is Jews that are lugging around sacks full of sin, sacks full of shame and guilt and pain and broken dreams and frustrations and 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 yish and despair." And he says that tzaddikim, their whole job, their the rachmanim, their hearts are filled with rachmanus on Am Yisrael. Not this kanos, this incredible level of 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 you know of um. Zealousness or zealotry to go ahead and mamish like you know rip people to shreds. That's not that. That's not the Indian by these chassidim, by these sadikim. It's an extension of their love for Hashem. It becomes a love of their fellow man. Via hafta hakamoicha is an extension of ani Hashem. Is an extension of a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu that's so personal that it manifests in the words ani Hashem. A person that's in touch with ani Hashem that Hashem is a real presence in their lives. Via hafta l'reach Mela, you realize they contain the, the same neshama you share, that all of us share this chelik al mal that's refracted into each and every single goof, into each and every single Jewish individual, and therefore to seek to bring them closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Ibn Nachman says, these tzaddikim are the Rachmanim, they have the biggest mercy on Am Yisrael, and they seek to help us escape the shackles of sin, and they seek to help us rise above despair and hopelessness, and they seek to fill our lives with meaning not because it does anything for them, but because they care so much about us. And that should be our focus. And you know, I, I really dislike, I hope I'm not offending people here. I dislike this term cure of professionals. You know, it's a cure of professional. How could it be cure of a, a profession? First of all, who can say about themselves they're a professional, you know, it's the whole thing is crazy, right? But, but, but this element still, even if a person has been doing it for many years, the second we start to view it as a profession, that's it. That's it. Kiruv is something I do. No, Kiruv is something that every Jew with a heart of fire for Hashem is. We're a shtick kiruv. We're a piece of kiruv. And kiruv flows out of us in every single different area of life. To seek not only to be mekar of ourselves, certainly, first and foremost, or to even be mekar of other people, kiruv, craving people are ready for him, people are not yet for him, whatever this is but to be in car of everything carry Baruch that all of life is a karban. Karban means Malashan and karban, that everything that we eat, the shulchan of a tzadik, chazal says, Mamish like the, Mizbeach. the food that they eat is like a karban. Why? Because their food becomes a medium of closeness to God because they perceive Hashem everywhere and seek to fill every single detail of their lives with His presence, to turn up the volume, kirib professional. All of Am Yisrael is filled with kirib. If we're doing it right, if we're living the checklist Judaism, none of this even registers on any level. Leave me alone. Let me do what I'm required to do. Let me get my Olam Haba. Let me live as a good Jew. And that's it. But over here, however, we're speaking about something else. We're speaking about Shira Shirim we're speaking about the Ur of mashiach the light of Geulah, expansiveness clulius to see the cloud to see the whole picture to feel within our heart the pain of the nation and the pain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the pain of the entire world. This is what we're speaking about. And that's why I say there are few of us. we got to take it on ourselves as an achrayist. Don't let the inspiration fade. The second we get off of this shir, if it did move you, stop for a second and think, how am I putting this into practice? How am I adding on? I'm sure we're all doing this already, by the way, but I'm sure that we're all doing this. How can I add on a little bit? How can I bring another person, make a chavrusa HaShavuz? I'm 10 minutes, 15 minutes, hey, I would really love, like, you know, we haven't connected in a long time. What do you say we learn together? You know, make a little Seder in 15 minutes, something that I'm learning. Yeah, a little, you know, something Breslov, you know, something that really speaks to me. I think that it could impact you, right? Whatever it is, you know, I'm selfish, of course, because I want that people should draw close. I feel that, you know, the story and the, and the book and the story of The Lost Princess could help people. If you read the book and it meant something to you, share it with other people, tell other people about it. Whatever, but it doesn't need to be my thing, right? Whatever it is that you're learning, whatever it is, share it, share, share links. It's the easiest thing to do today. We send out content. We sent out the show thing. Do you know how easy it is to create a broadcast list of 100 people and you click one button? How futso? Like you never believed it you don't know what kind of impact you could have and it's not even you it's just channeling other people's content you could change a person's life do you know how many stories i hear i'm telling you i can't make this stuff up i think there's a yid on this call actually i'm not going to call him out or make him speak up but there's a yid on this call who's been following this year for the past how long already at least uh, close to a year or something like this religiously, Mamish, Shirim, we're learning together, we're growing together, listening to previous Shirim, the book and all this stuff, how did he get connected? Because somebody posted one link on his status. That's it, one link on his status, he clicked on it, followed, what's this, Lost Princess, Breslov, website, Shirim, book, and now and now, and now we're linking arms and we're walking together on this journey, together with weekly Chizek and Sichas Chaveirim, and so much has come from this one person sharing a link to his status. Don't underestimate. Don't underestimate. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> to speak gently, in a sweet, wonderful way. So that maybe whatever you're saying will go in and you can awaken and inspire another Jew. Not just to come close to God, do what He's supposed to do, to live Olam Haba in Olam To taste paradise the and when a person lives like this listen to the brach of the tzaddik hagarish baruch who will give to him the schar that he gave to shifra and puah hagarish baruch alhamyaude It's the same schar that Hashem gave to them that a baruch can give us houses meaning to say that if in our little way we devote ourselves to this not in some grandiose Way, just in whatever little way that we can, little still, hey, little little ways, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will cause that from us will come true. We're going to be able to go ahead and raise up houses that are devoted to Hashem. This is a school that from us will come. Doros, generations and generations of Yoris Shamayim who are connected to the Shaloshalis who can carry on the torch until the finish line. Of the Yisca de, rather any Yisca the Yisca de Shem Shemayim Al Yodai, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence will be revealed through this person, the Al Yodai Yotze Chalatzav, and through all the generations that will come from him, that will come from her. Amen. Kenehi Ratzein. This is our mission. Mamish, our mission. So I hope that I've impressed upon you just a little bit in the context of this, of this shmuz. And uh, apparently, I don't know how to be mikatzer at all. Even if we're learning a very small piece, I guess I can go for an hour a, on a line. Um, but, so I apologize if I got your hopes up. Um, but but regardless, mamish to try to take this fire and to really believe in ourselves, to believe in ourselves, to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in this generation, gave us this incredible opportunity to draw close to the tzaddikim, gave us the opportunity to really contact sanity and channel it in a way of health and balance and lucidity and clarity and sweetness and beauty. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I didn't give it to you just for you. I gave it to you to spread it. So, let's mamash, march out into the world. We have an achraiz. March out into the world. Think in your head, right when we finish this little shir, think in your head, how can I how can I do this? In my own unique way, because we wanna be chasid and we don't just wanna be doing it by the books. We wanna be in love with Hashem. I bless us to be in love with Hashem. I bless us to really be able to do this. And we should be zeichet to the bracha of the Tasha Rebbe. We should see doiris, and muvarachim generations coming from us. Whether talmidim, banim, same thing, banim, hareim, Talmidim. We should have both bezer Hashem, generations that are carrying on our fire, that are yaris shamayim connected to tzaddikim, filled with light, revealing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the world, besiyatet Hashemaya. Thank you so much for joining, Chavra. Have a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Lichtige Shabbos. Ashreno, 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 Lechayim, Lechayim Chever. Okay, we'll be in touch. What's the name?